THN is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, Listen Nerds Like You, and Floating Bunny head creator Jonathan Sims. Head to Skelenaut.com today to see John's comics, shirts, art prints, and more. That's S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T.com. Ah, Yes. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's that time of the year again. It's time for the Hanukkah Drunk Show, and every time Joe Patrick makes adjustments to the camera without looking, it inherently messes shit up. It doesn't mess anything so up. So let's just wait for this to go through and see what it's happens. It's fine. Just relax. Jason McGuire is here. Jeffrey Ketchum is here. Michael McGaffin is freaking yeah. here. We're, we're, we're airing just late enough for Micah to roll out of the rack and actually watch the show. I think that's great. It's a Hanukkah Drunk Show. What flavors you got over there? As you can see, I have the same as you, Concord Grape and Elderberry. Oh, good. Elderberry is yeah. my fave. Is it? You have mm. a favorite man of Shabbat's, huh? Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, that was a little too far. Uh, yeah, I told you. Stop! Just stop! You're insane! It was just a little <laughs> too God. far. A little too far. We have a selection of man of Shabbat's that we will be enjoying. Let's go ahead and dip into that now, because uh, Joe Patrick, Hanukkah only comes once a year. Eight times. <laughs> Hanukkah only comes eight times once a year. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior. Mazel tov. I mean, come on. Let's do it right. That's the what stuff. Go on there. Hubba dubba. Elderberry. It's like somebody melted grape jelly into a, into a Wowie zowie. Micah watches every Saturday. You're just a <clears> jerk <throat> that doesn't Excuse pay me. attention. So Thank it's you. a Hanukkah Drunk Show, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. And if you want to join us, you can do so by calling at 402-819-4894. Or you can always send us an mp3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. And if you can't call in live, you can always leave us a message on our Gmail 402, pardon me, our Google Voice 402-819-4894. We just got done watching Iron Man 3. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Shane Black directed Iron Man 3. Cannot help uh, but set every movie during Christmas. I think every Shane Black movie is set during Christmas. And the only reason not we can't Monster prove Squad. it. Monster Squad is not. How do you know? Because it's set over Halloween. Yeah, is it? Yes. I don't yes. remember a lot of kids trick-or-treating. That's when all the monsters come out, and the monster squad has to go fight the monsters. Yeah, okay, but what about Predator? No, that you was not a Christmas movie. You can't tell they're in the Amazon. It, you don't know. It might be Christmas. No, the Shane Black Chris, uh, Predator one. Nah, it didn't. It wasn't always the whole thing. They're in Central in America or whatever. Some of it was. but All of it. All it was of also, Predator is in the Amazon. It was also terrible. Predator. The original Predator? That's a Shane Black movie. No, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Yes, Shane Black made Predator. He did the latest one. Shane Black is the creator of Predator. He didn't do the first Predator. Yes, he did. No way. Not only did he that not he only did, did not he direct, direct it. Not only did he direct Predator, but he's that in up. Predator. Look that up. I know Shane he's in Black it. Shane Black is in Predator. I know that he's in it. He did not direct you that God movie. Damn idiot. He didn't direct it. Yes, You're he absolutely did. Absolutely wrong. Somebody help me out here. Look, the first autofill on Google is Shane Black Predator because <laughs> he made one recently. Predator. Uh, McTiernan? No, not James McTiernan. No. Who was it directed that? Shane Black also directed Lethal Weapon. I knew that. He didn't direct the first Predator. Predator, 1987. Let's see. Not directed by Shane Black. Let's see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Why is it so hard to find this information? John McTiernan. 
That's who directed it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Ryan Forrest just posted it. <laughs> yes. Ryan. I'm telling you, Shane Black may have worked on it and was in it, but he did not direct Ryan, it, bro. Ryan, your job is and to he was say not what the we ask you to so, say. Shane your job Black, is to lie for us in open court. Shane Black did direct a Predator movie. It was the last Predator movie, and it was terrible. It was Predator really, really bad. Really bad. Regardless. It was directed by John McTiernan. We got a lot of things we need to get into Written today. by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. We had a long discussion while we were watching Iron Man 3, and the discussion came up, like, at first I thought I didn't enjoy this movie, because I, I couldn't even remember it. It had been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And we watched it. Turns out it was great. And some other people, Aaron Myers most notably, buddy of ours, who turns out is a crazy person and we obviously cannot trust anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because he said it was terrible. He says it's the worst Marvel movie. I disagree with that. Yeah, I know. But I do want to know, what do you think is the worst Marvel movie? We did get some responses to your tweet about it. I'm curious. Uh, A lot of people said The Incredible Hulk. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss that. But first. You just brought it up. Let's set up the question of the week and let's get rolling here. This the phone's going to voicemail. Uh, that's because we are we're on, sti- we're on donut disturbed. We're yet. just on a real slow burn, JD. Calm it down, pal. Chill fuck out, JD. Jesus. Jesus. You didn't see how four <laughs> bottles of Manischewitz, JD. God. You gonna act like this on Hanukkah? Seriously, JD? On Hanukkah. Wow. Just, <laughs> just kidding, buddy. Hold on one second. This week's question was submitted by Brian Domingos via the THN forums. Which creators. Have you gotten into this year after not being aware of them prior to 2019? They don't have to be new to comics, just new to you. New to you. Okay. 402-814-819-4894 is the number to call. <laughs> One more time. It's 402-819-4894. The phone line is open. I'm just going to open with what I think the worst Marvel movie is. And I'm not going to say The Incredible Hulk. I like The Incredible Hulk. I kind of liked it too. I think it's Thor too. I think it's Iron Man too. I, I mean, I didn't like Iron Man 2, but there were things about Iron Man 2 that I did like. Like, I like. The, there are things about Thor 2 that I like. Like what? It's Thor. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think that the cast and the concept of Thor is inherently likable. I just, I agree. I but think I, Iron Man 2 was like, oh. Ooh, an armored bad guy. Well, guess what? Now there's 30 armored bad guys. Yeah. It's just like, nah, come on. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. This, Thank I mean, you for calling THN cover to cover. It's the Hanukkah drunk show. Mazel tov to you. Who dis? Hello, it's John from Jersey calling in with my answer. Was Rise of Skywalker any damn good? Oh, okay. Now, John. <laughs> now, hold on, John. Did I you? Know, spoiler free. No I, spoilers. I, no, no, I, no spoilers. No, and honestly, honestly, what I have to say is really less about the movie and more about Star Wars as a property. Okay. Well, now, hold but on, John. First, first John, 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 John. You also yeah. left a voicemail. Right? I did, and you can delete that. You All can right. delete that because yeah, I just want to make you sure. call in during the show. Your yeah, voicemail yeah, yeah. can go to hell. I just want to make sure that there's <laughs> yeah. nothing extra My in the voicemail. voicemail. Is a heathen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, first off, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. <laughs> I'm going to be joining you on the drunk just a little bit. I've got some clarified milk punch that I made after getting inspired by America's Best Kitchen. Hot damn, uh, dude! Which is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, so, clarified anyway, milk was, punch. Yes, it's a thing. Yeah. You use the milk to clarify out all the bitter tannins and things in the in the booze, and it's just smooth as shit. Yeah, and it, well, it's depending dangerous. on your shit, but, it's dangerous. Um, It'd kill a man like you. Yeah, I yeah, need those yeah. tannins, and I need the burn to remind me that I'm drinking poison. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
I was walking out of Star Wars after hearing all of the director's commentary from the audience throughout the performance, which led to my wife saying, please just shut the fuck up for once to the people sitting behind us. Really? Um, yeah, it was not great. But it made me start thinking about the fandom. And, I, and I, here's my, here's my thought. Rise of Skywalker was a totally fine movie. It was good, even. It was yeah, not bad. Totally In my agree. estimation, not bad at all. You haven't was seen it the it. best thing ever? No, it wasn't the best thing ever. But the only, but that's not any of them except for maybe Star Wars, and that's just because it was a genre redefining entry into yes. the canon of film. That being said, I think what really screwed this whole franchise up is the downtime in between trilogies where fans thought they weren't going to get anything else official and they made up their own shit to fill in the gap. I completely 100% agree. I could not agree with you more. Yeah, and nothing that any of these people do, not even Feige when he comes on board, is to be able to make something as good as what you made for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody has this idea of what's supposed to happen and these like things that they think they figured out. And if you don't do that, if you're not going by the the absolute online nerd playbook, you're fucking it all up. You're fucking it all up. and, and here's the thing. I think it's we get some of that in comic books. In fact, we get a lot of that in comic books. But I think the difference is comic books coming out monthly don't allow for so much room for hype and things to yes. get into it. And and I think the same is actually kind of true in a way for the Marvel movies. You know, we don't we don't have very much time to, to think and speculate too much about specific things in between. It's just like these random theories, and they change every time a new movie comes out. Yes. So. You know, I think I think Game of Thrones fell into the same uh, problem because it's been so much time since the last book. And I think a lot of people don't think we're actually getting the next book. Okay. Or at least we're not getting the final book. Oh, now, he'll be long dead before To then. be fair, with Game of Thrones, I think we all have to admit they rushed that last season. They oh, absolutely oh, did. I don't, I don't no want question. to talk about Game of Thrones. It's the holiday season. I just was using that as an example. But, yeah, we could talk <laughs> about Game of Thrones and how that shit the bed completely. Yes. But... Yeah, but but I still think I still think that Martin's going to have the same problem when those books come out. Oh, no doubt. I think, no doubt. If those know, books and, come out, let's be honest. Well, well, here's a, here, here is another thing to consider: is that George R. R. Martin is going to have to deal with legions of TV fans. Yeah. that will yeah. say, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right, that never read the books. That have yeah. no right. idea, and the original creator of Game of Thrones is going to have to defend his own vision. Well, yeah. yes and no. No, I, he, I don't he think, absolutely will. I don't are think you, there's as are many you speculating? people. Go ahead. Are, they, are you speculating? Are you speculating that a lot of TV people are going to jump onto the books in hope of a better ending? No, no. I think I think I don't even know that they'll read the books. I think that like things will come get out. You, on, get your mic up. And I think things will come yeah. out on the Internet or there'll be think yeah, pieces yeah. about it or they'll be like, here's the here's the top 20 right. differences between the finale of Game sure. of Thrones, the book and right. the sure. finale of Game of Thrones, and the TV show. Shit for that. Yeah, and you will have that too. Right. millions of armchair producers that have never read a single word from those novels bitching at George yeah. R. R. Martin for what he has yeah. done. Maybe. I, yeah. I think there will no be way. less because it will absolutely happen. Even the diehards didn't love the final season that they doesn't went, mean, it was still good that doesn't mean a <laughs> you know? thing i know plenty of people that thought that the last season of game of thrones were great was great yeah, well they're but wrong those, but those 
those people, those people need to be identified and yes. quarantined yes. from the rest of the population. At least I'm put on a watch list. Kill them. You know? I'm not no. saying uh, we have to kill them. Just at least on a solid watch list. might be a step too far. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm, I'm fine anyway. with sterilization. I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, listen. Look, look, you know that you know this is the drunk show when we get into when we get into some eugenics talk, let's dial it back a little yeah, bit. Well, you know, no, we're, we're saying no to eugenics, you know. Yeah. Isn't that by L. Ron Hubbard? Anyway. Okay, back um, to Star Wars. That's though. Dianetics. Back, back to Star Wars. Back, I know. Back, I know. To, Star back to Star Wars. You walked yeah. out of the theater. How did you feel? I felt good. I felt like there's one main plot point that I'll call back when we can talk spoilers. Okay. That I just Yeah, we'll give it a week or two. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's something, something that happens to set up the situation of the movie. And I'm like, yeah, I don't buy that at all. I don't think that character would be interested in this kind of thing. Okay. Right. And it just doesn't jive for me, but maybe that's my interpretation of the character. You know what I mean? Like I can't, so I could get over that. So once I got over that, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I don't think it holds up to, um, a new hope or empire. If there's some kind of competition happening. Sure. Um, but, but I don't. I don't think that's the purpose of it. And I, don't, to, I think those movies are supposed okay. to be their own movies. That's what I was going to say. I don't think that yeah. is the purpose of it. I'm with you there. I think ranking, like the, the big thing the, in the last like 24 hours, especially, is uh, ranking the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And I just think that that's yeah. kind of unhelpful. I think it's unhealthy. I'm not yeah. quite. I'm very loud in my own headphones, Matt. In your own this, headphones. This, this. This coming from a guy, a couple of guys who just said, what's the worst Marvel movie? But That was him, um, not me. That was him. <laughs> uh, but I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference. I think the ranking thing is actually sort of about tribal allegiance. It's like, yes, if it you absolutely rank is. Your, your movies in the right order, then I can trust your opinion on Star Wars. Yeah, 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 right. That's exactly. all that is. Oh, what? You liked, I, a, you liked The Phantom Menace? Well, guess what? We're blood yeah. enemies now. Yeah, no, yeah, I, right. and not I agree. Even, not even just that. Not even you put Phantom of the Menace as the second worst and Attack of the Clones as the worst? Are you insane? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's so silly because it's... There was I was listening to uh, this other great podcast. I'm sorry, I am a cheater, but it's you a movie son podcast. of a bitch. We are the only uh, podcast. <laughs> I, I won't. I, I, I won't. I'm not looking to give it a plug, but you might like it if you don't already listen plug to them. it. Plug them. Plug them. It's called Unspooled. Oh, it's yeah, great. Yeah. They're going Unspooled through, is really good. Yeah, and and they're talking about Star Wars. And the, one of the first critics said this movie is for children and those who never had the fortune of growing up. Right. Mm-hmm. And. I I think that's true, and people forget that it is for it's for kids and people who never grew up. I totally I don't agree. Think they meant it. I don't think they meant the never grew up in a kind way, actually. So I don't know quite how to interpret that, but I I think it is true that this is primarily a work for children. I yeah, really do. I mean they're not the wrong. Star, the Star Wars movies are absolutely made for a, a, a certain audience. Yes, it's the same problem with comic books. It's the same problem with Marvel movies. Yes. It's the same problem with video games. The audience was never meant to stay the same. Right. The audience was always right. meant to change and evolve and yeah. turn over. That's why we're stuck with. These big two publishers constantly saying, well, Superman can never age. Spider-Man can never right, age. Right. Things can never change right. for real. We can only do like alternate universe reboots, whatever this, whatever right. that. Or you can do a major change, but then it has to go back to the way it was. It has to go back to the status six, quo right. in, yeah. six, in right. six years. Yeah. Um, so, and it's the same thing. These Star Wars movies, it's great that we've had them for our entire lives, but we have to recognize that like. The bottom line is 
if I when I see Star Wars tomorrow, the only thing I really want to do is to be able to say goodbye. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Are you going to kill will. yourself? You, you no, I want to say goodbye. I want to oh, say goodbye. I, I thought you meant you were going to kill yourself in yeah. the theater. <laughs> I want to say goodbye to these characters that have Shit, meant dude. so much to me over the years in a way that I that I feel good about. No, I'm with you. I'm, I I'm with you. you will. I think you will. And, and I, I think I think for me, for me going forward, it really becomes kind of the same place I was in. But I think it'll be like this for a lot more people. If the movie looks good, go see it. And if it doesn't, don't go see it. But you don't have a compulsion to go see Star Wars anymore just out of dedication yeah. following the main storyline. Fair enough. It's, yeah. like, it's like when a comic book gets to a good jumping off point and you think, you know what? I'm, I'm done with the Justice League right now. This is turning into shit. I'm going to go read something else. Kind of where I'm at right now with the Justice League. Yeah, like, there's, nothing, there's, no reason, the way, there's no reason for you to just take a break. Yeah. Take a break. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. stopping you. Feel free. Back up if you need by, to. Yeah. By the way, I don't want to monopolize a drunk show, but I do have to say, so much for that big theory tying everything together on this Wednesday's release date. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that? We, yeah, I do. I don't think I don't think that paid off quite the way people were hoping it would. What yeah, was I think there, great, we talked about great, it. There was that big theory where it's like, and this is how this is going to tie into this, and this is how this is going to tie into Batman, and this is how this is going to tie into Flash Forward, and it it was all it was a very nice theory, but I do think Jeff Johns still brought it all back in a way that I really loved. Oh, okay, sorry. Now I'm, I, now I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Okay. I'm with you on that. I think I think the issue of Justice League that I read, the issue of Doomsday Clock. I think those both. I actually thought this week's issue of Justice League. I really like the the ending. I don't like how we got here, and I don't like the issue itself. But I'll I'll take the results that came out of out of the issue. Yeah, fair um, enough. With the with the with the return of something, somebody. All right. Anyway, we gotta hang up on you. We got people trying to get in yeah, here. Yeah. yeah all right, all right. Anyway, John. you guys. You guys enjoy your drunk show. Enjoy Star Wars tomorrow. Merry Christmas. I love the show. Thank love you, John. Calling in you guys. I'll talk to you in the new year. Mazel right, sorry. We appreciate you. Woo. Okay, now. Phone line's open. That is. It gets better with every sip. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. I also want to talk about uh, Doomsday Clock and Watchmen. The end of Watchmen and Doomsday Clock. Watchmen ended last week on HBO. Blue my fucking mind man uh, uh, it was great <laughs> okay i loved it <laughs> here's the thing about the finale of watchmen oh boy it was a lot more straightforward than i was expecting i was fine with that i was totally fine it with was that. like very straightforward because the whole thing was like mind fuck mind fuck mind fuck mind fuck and then all of a sudden they're like no as a matter of fact it's just some con men trying to pull the wool over your eyes just like it was last time, only they're not as creative as Ozymandias. That's it. And you know what Ozzy did? He did the same trick. He did the same trick, except he did it a little higher in space. <laughs> like, Which, and rain squids. Oh, the squids. Yeah, yeah. The, little, the, little, the little squiddies. Uh, I Paul really Harvey. liked it. Paul Harvey Jr., in my mind, you are the son of beloved radio host paul harvey this is paul harvey coming at you on am radio and that's <laughs> now you know the rest of the story this is paul harvey no i thought the end of watchman was excellent good day i really really liked it how it all came together with the grandfather and everything and like he was telling her the whole time 
this is a sham. This is bullshit. You think you understand? You don't understand. And it turns out, like, yes, they were all in it. And, like, uh, what's his head? The guy with the mirror face. I can't say his name. Looking Glass. Looking Glass. Still alive in the cult. Oh, yeah, that was fine. Wearing the that mask and everything. Like, I was glad to see that he survived. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I, it was just unexpectedly, it was unexpectedly straightforward. Yeah. Compared I, to what we'd had the entire season. I think that's what I liked about it. It's because, like, had they gone even weirder and stranger. JD, I, call. Do the number. Do I, it now. Yeah, it's open. I it's open. It, it could have lost a lot of us and shit like that. And I like that this turned out to be a con man. This just turned out to be a con man that was playing off all of this shit. And, man, I loved it. The end of... Uh, I mean, I also loved it. But now we effectively have four Watchmen. Like continuities, is that right? We have Alan Moore's Watchmen, yeah. HBO's Watchmen, Movie Watchmen, and then DC Post before Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, before, before Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, but everybody ignores Before Watchmen. Um, I mean, that's not a thing. That's not a big thing. How many different Spider-Man continuities do we have? No, I, I mean just in the movies alone. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, JD says it's still going to voicemail. Well, then he's doing it wrong. I don't want to tell him. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Glad you're smarter than that JD Ketchum guy who couldn't get in. Caller, who dis? Uh, happy Christmas, Hot Clumps, you evil. It's JD Gotta Catch. I knew it was you. <laughs> oh. Happy Kwanzaa, JD. How are we doing today, brother? Good, good, good. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers, um, brother. I'm cheers. not drinking Manischewitz. I'm having a. Having a little dram of uh, Hellcat Maggie Irish whiskey. That's a that's a fun one. I like Hellcat Maggie. I'm a little more of a, pardon me, that one didn't go down well. <laughs> I'm a bourbon man myself, but <sighs> I like me some Irish whiskey yeah. here and there. What are we rapping about today? Let's get into it. Okay, well, um, so uh, this is going to seem like a long and winding road, but give me a, give me a moment here. Take uh, a moment. So I, I was wandering around the lake house and uh, realizing that, you know, it's, summer here and the books you know we're kind of in the dregs of uh, war, the realms things aren't I'm just not really digging a lot of what's coming out uh, so you didn't care I for War of the Realms? To, war of the Realms didn't do it for you no not really I really? mean it's okay I, I mean, liked it's, it it's, I had a lot of fun fine. with that I think I think if I I think if I save it up and read it kind of all in one chunk, I think I'll enjoy it a lot more. Fair enough. But trying to trying to feel it out week by week or month by month, it's just you know it's a little scattered. And I will admit, events on the Marvel app have a problem of they don't do a great job of keeping things in order. Okay. Yeah, it's hard. So yeah, I can see that. Because they're not until, releasing them in and, collections where it's like, here's the War of the right. Realms collection and just read it like well, this, you know. Until, until, until the event's over, and then they'll usually do a reading list, and then they do a great job because, I mean, they will even get all the tie-ins in order of the storyline. Sure. But you have to wait. So, which I, which, I mean, is my whole thing with the Lake House. But So I, I decided to wander around and go back to something that I liked, and I know that... I've been hearing that the new X-Men books aren't quite living up to the promise of Hawks and Pox. So I decided to go back to a comfort zone of mine that go back to X-Men when I loved it. Okay. And y'all remember back when John Cassidy was good? Yes. Yes, I do. And man, when John Cassidy was good, John Cassidy was one of the best. 
And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, I went back today. John Cassidy and is re- not one of the best anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I don't know if he got lazy. What happened? So I went back today and reread Weedon Cassidy's Astonishing. Okay, mm, yeah, all all four volumes. And goddamn, that holds up. I it's mean, great. it is so. It is such a masterclass and just great storytelling. I mean, the fact that the way that it plays with continuity but stays just outside of continuity. Yes. I mean, you could make that a film and leave it as is, and people would be able. I mean, people who have never read comics, never known anything about X Men, could pick up crap on just context alone. And you know why it that is? Great. Because Whedon came out from TV. And one yeah. of the biggest things that you have to do in TV, if you're going to have a show that lasts more than one season, is you're going to have to understand yep. that there are people coming on with season two yep. and season three yeah, yeah. and season yep. four who are like, oh, yeah. people are raving about this. I might give it a chance to see if I want to go yep. back and read all this other stuff. And he fundamentally yes, exactly. understands that. And he set yep. that book up in such a way that it's like, look, you're aware of the X-Men. You know what they do. You don't need to know the whole backstory. Here is a wonderful jumping on point for characters that you will recognize that are in situations that you will recognize. I'm going to introduce a brand new bad guy. So <laughs> just for you to yep. tie up some old things that you may or may not know have happened, but you will understand are important. And that's all it did. Yeah, that's all it needed and, to and do. The, and it was great. And the, you know, and, and the fact that we've never seen Ord again or anything else is fine. The the one continuity legacy we did get that was great from that was we got uh, Abigail Brand and yeah. Sword. Sword, yeah. I love mm-hmm. Sword. God, and I love Abigail yeah. Brand. And I love yep. that she was dating the Beast. <laughs> I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, no, not only dating. No, she was, like, pursuing and, yeah. like, was just hot for Beast. Yeah, I mean, he she broke up with her. Him. He dumped her. Yeah. It was like... Because she was like, I want to get married. I want to have babies. I want to quit my job. And he was like, bitch, you be crazy. I'm an X-Man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I ain't got time I mean, for no when babies. I, when I go back to that, when I go back to that series, it's like, I think back and I'm like, that's my, those are my definitive. You know that you're on Kitty. That's phone. my definitive yeah, get Emma. I mean, not only the images, I mean, like, oh God, the way Cassidy draws Kitty. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, he, yeah. he gets her age right. He gets he even gets her ethnicity right. Everything. Yes. I mean, and then, I mean, I think, and and I don't know if it's the fact that Whedon knows, or that Cassidy knows Whedon really well. But is it just me, or did he draw Emma like a blonde Cordelia? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. JD, yeah. can you do me a favor, I mean, really, real quick? Yeah. Could you just say, hey, Joe Patrick, this is super rude. Can you please get off your phone? I'm checking for messages. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Joe's got a job to do, and that's fine. Right. He can do his job. It's, it's all right. I, you know, I, I just want him to respect you like I respect you. He's allowed to be distracted. I just want him to respect you like I respect you. Someone's got to make sure that things that go to voicemail get flagged. You're welcome. <laughs> so where... So where I was going to tie this in with like current events and everything we've been talking about, like with the, uh, you know, with the last talk with John from Jersey about rise of rise of Skywalker and all of that and creators and kind of the, the meta fandom creator stuff is that I think we all know that Whedon has fallen out of favor with a lot of his fans and a lot of the public because of things he's done with feminism and things like that. And, Recently, we just got recently in the news and and on my feeds a lot is the whole thing with J.K. Rowling and a lot of people. That was weird as fucking hell. I still don't even understand where it where it is because it's like 
I know that she quoted like someone that is a notable anti-trans person, but yeah. the tweet itself was still very pro-trans. So I don't. Well, it wasn't. It's, 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 <laughs> I, I, seen, it's like be I've who you want to be, love who you want to love, sleep who you want to sleep with, do whatever you want. But I stand with this yeah, person that's anti-trans. Sure. Like, yeah. What? That, yeah. <laughs> that's really in, in in those in those in those communities. That's really coded language of. Hey, it's great. You do what you do. Just keep it away from me. Yeah, right. You it's like, fair enough. Oh, yeah. I don't care what you call yourself. I don't, I don't right. care who you date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, she's, and she's been on that line before. But where I wanted to go with this Nobody is... Nobody cares about your ganache emergency. I care about the ganache emergency. I can't do shit about ganache. <laughs> Breaking news. I'm a hot side chef. You want me to come do this? There is a ganache emergency. Everyone's having this is a cookie fest. Uh, so it's a wild time. Every year that we do this, we it's tied into cookie fest, which is my wife's cookie yeah. party that she has her friends over. And she's like, we have a ganache emergency. And I'm like, well, I have bad news. I'm a hot side chef. And what I would normally do is call the pastry chef or the dessert chef to fix that shit. <laughs> you know, like there's a reason I got a B in that and aced everything else in culinary school. Right? Uh, my but, answer to that yeah, is yeah, yeah. Google it, you know, but the JK, the JK Rowling thing. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't know if she's just like. I don't get it. I just don't get it. What's not to get? Well, I mean, I don't get why she does it. Like, is it a feminist yeah. thing that she's coming from? This is not like, feminism. Like, no. what is the, what is, why? You know, it, well, the why uh, of it. So, no, I'm not saying um, I don't get why people are mad. I'm, I don't get what she is trying to so do. Anti-trans, -tr anti-trans um Opinions, anti-trans philosophies are a lot more rampant in the UK. We're talking about trans ams, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kick -ass. The trans ams, yeah, yeah. muscle like cars. Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah, anti-trans? Nobody likes Firebirds. <laughs> nobody likes Firebirds. Um, the UK nobody. is a like a lot of people that are in the UK that would be considered progressive still have a lot of anti-trans values. Really? And it's just it's a different political climate than it is here in the states. Fair enough. See, I didn't um, know she was like that at all. Which seems strange because there is a massive like queer and gay you know harry potter following huge and yeah, i would think yeah. like well, if any that's, fandom that's what I wanted to, but that's just, what I wanted just, to talk despite about was, anything in the anything present in the actual text that would let yeah. you, lead you to believe that she supports those things it's so right weird. right right and that's where I, that's so where weird. i wanted to go with like okay so with whedon and rowling and abrams and that thing of you know when your creators that make things that you really love and like as themselves do things that you don't care for. When do you divorce yourself from that fandom That's or do tough. you hold on to the text? That's really say, tough. Yeah. This is mine beyond what they say. I, you know, and I, I've, you know, I, I struggled for a long time when the first stuff about Whedon came out about his infidelity and kind of his anti-feminist things. And I was like, Hmm, you know, because I am, I was a Whedon acolyte. I, I, I bowed at the foot of the man when it came to his writing and his creating See, and like, everything else. I'm of the mindset and, like shit like that makes me think, sure, Josh Whedon's a douchebag. Does it mean, does it make mm -hmm. me like dislike the Buffy series that he did at all? Yeah. No, I, mean, I love Buffy. I think it's a great is, show. Right. This and is honestly, I don't I, think it has anything to do with those views that he has. I he think, made a great yeah, show. Yeah. He's a shithead, I but think he made a great a, show. Right. I think that a person can make mistakes and still... And still um, withhold progressive ideals. Well, sure, like yeah, and I, just because I, I Joss Whedon, time, 
Just because Joss Whedon cheated on his wife, it doesn't mean he's not a feminist. <laughs> Patrick Kavanaugh says that's right, why right. I can't well, watch yeah. Leonard Part 6 anymore. But that's true, right? <laughs> See, now here's the thing. Leonard Part 6 is a masterpiece, but Bill Cosby is a rapist. We're not mad at right. Leonard. We're mad at Bill yeah. Cosby. It's Where do we stand like, on Ghost Dad? That's the same thing. Like, Ghost Dad. I'm fine with Ghost Dad. It's not Ghost Dad's yeah. fault. It's not Fat Albert's fault. The Brown Hornet had nothing right. to do with this. Bill Cosby exactly. is the rapist. Don't forget that. Well, all right. <laughs> and what I was, and what I was going to bring up is, I think, I think time Not and okay. distance give us a different perspective because I think the great example to bring up in this circumstance is Lovecraft. Hitler did not make great paintings, James Cassingham Randall. Hitler was a failed artist, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler was a failed artist, but, but Lovecraft was a Lovecraft is a beloved. Mm-hmm. Horror Mythology writer, yeah. and story creator. And he was like, he was a, a racist, a virulent racist, straight up racist. Mess racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I love the Lovecraft. Like, I love his horror so much. Adore yeah. it. It's some of my favorite oh, yeah. shit in the world. And I'm not going to make excuses because, like, well, it was a different time right. and stuff like that. You know, no. So on and so forth. I mean, the guy was a virulent racist. That doesn't mean yep. what he wrote wasn't fucking terrifying horror shit that I truly love. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it sucks. Like every time I go to see a Tom Cruise movie, Tom Cruise is a fucking crazy person that honestly oh, yeah, yeah, believes yeah. that an alien yeah, named Xenu came down and gave caveman's brains. You know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't mean yeah, he's, that he's the last two, the last person. few Mission oh, Impossible God, movies yeah. didn't kick ass. They were fucking great. You know? It's true. It's true. <laughs> It's hard. You got to separate I, the asshole from the art. Well, I don't oh, even. Yeah. Think, I, I don't right, even I'm think gonna, that's true. I'm gonna lighten the mood. I think. I'm I think, gonna lighten the mood. Well, real quick, JD. I don't think you have yeah. to separate the art from the artist. I think you have to make a personal decision. Sure. Whether or not you're okay enjoying a thing, right. despite the yeah. fact that the people involved in a thing might not be great. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, and I like, mean, and I've gone on. I've got on the record saying that, you know, like the Fantastic Beast movies are my favorite part of the Wizarding World fandom and, and Wizarding World mythology. And I know I am way alone in that because people hate the fact that Johnny Depp is cast as Grindelwald and they think he should be blacklisted because of yeah. things he's done. And sure. J.K. Rowling has done all of her stuff, so they don't want anything to do with her new stuff. And it's just like, God, just look at them for what they are. I mean, Johnny Depp does a great job in that role. Yeah, and like, and say what you will. Johnny fun. Depp is a douchebag and a wife beater and a terrible person. Yeah. But, like, the guy is also a good actor. So, yep. what do you do? It's tough. I, yeah. I'm know? not comfortable with that. No, but what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> if I'm the director, no, I'm not going to hire yeah. him. If another director decides to hire them, well, I don't admire that. But, you know, and maybe right. you could say I'm not going to go see the movie or whatever. And to be quite honest, I stole it from the fucking Internet. So, <laughs> Like, I thought his performance was fine. You know, like, did sure. I love the movie? No. But I also all right. I also watched it. So maybe I'm guilty. All right, all right. Lighten the, the mood, J.D. The booze is taking us down a dark road. Yeah, I think has. I want to lighten the mood and answer the question of the week. All right. Uh, so 2019 for me has definitely been the year of Kelly Thompson. Yeah. That is definitely the year that I, I, agree. That I discovered that I have a writer's crush on her. And uh, I love everything she's done and her ability to make me care about characters that I didn't like previously. Did Kelly, a Gwenpool. Did Kelly Thompson write that uh, Sif series? Was that Kelly Thompson? That was Catherine Eminem. That was Catherine Eminem. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I that was also no, not but, in 2019. But, all these white bitches look the same to me. You know, they're all Taylor but, yeah, Swift but, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. But yeah, her, her, work, her work with Kate Bishop, with Kate Bishop Hawkeye yes. and West Coast Avengers. And I'm really looking forward to her Deadpool series getting to the lake house. 
I mean, I did not I, want I to love, like that West Coast Avengers book because I love the West Coast Avengers so much. I did not want to like it, and I legit I know liked you that book. <laughs> it was and good. You, you did whether you <laughs> yeah. liked it or not, and that is and that is the beauty of Kelly Thompson's writing is she makes you like characters you didn't like before. Absolutely, I mean, any of them. And and what she and we've talked about this to death, but I mean, what she did with Gwen Poole and Quentin Choir. I think was great. I mean, I was an unabashed fan of Kid Omega to begin with. But See, I, I hate love him. how she I hate Kid him. Omega. I hate him. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, but she handled him so Mission accomplished. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> like she's she is very good at this. JD, we got yeah. other people calling in, so I'm gonna cut you off. Thanks for bringing us down and taking us to a really dark road, especially when we've had <laughs> this much fucking cheap shitty wine to drink. That's really healthy. <laughs> So uh, we're going to cut ourselves a little bit and see if we can bring ourselves back to reality. But it's always good to talk to you. Mazel tov. Sir. All right. Have a happy uh, Hanukkah, Thanks, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Slancha. <laughs> Slancha. Michael McGaffin says, damn you, Picture Pages. Again, I tell you, it is not Picture Pages' fault, okay? Picture Pages, Picture it's Pages. It's not, not time Picture Pages' fault. Picture Pages, time to get your crayons and your pencils. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Phone line's open. Phone line's open. 819-4894. We still got 20 minutes left in this beast. We're talking about... Uh, oh, thank God. Creators that are new to you. Oh, we're doing this for a while. We're doing this. I'm going to have to stop to pee. So, you think I care? <laughs> going to have to move the camera? I can't crawl over that rope. Thank you for calling the Two-Headed Nerd Hanukkah Drunk Show. Caller who dis? It's Brian Domingo. Brian Domingo. Oh, good. God, I'm glad someone can bring this show back down to earth. How are you, sir? More um, importantly, what do we want to wrap about? I, I just want to do a quick um, Joss Whedon thing because the the creepiness is in the text. Yes. So I don't disagree. Um, it's been there for decades. I don't disagree. And, um, it's he writes about teenage girls. Yes. Being overpowered by older men on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, he chose to use John Cassidy. Um, he sucked all his artistic talent out of him and drew the first on-panel Kitty Pride orgasm scene. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's there. It's it's all there. So, yeah, I think yeah. in hindsight, there's a lot we can glean from Joss Whedon's. Uh, I mean, you're not uh, wrong, but predilections. But I will also say, like, and this is not to defend anything. I mean, it, this is also not, he's not like a Polanski. It sure sounds like you're about to No, I'm something. just saying like he's not like a Polanski type director where like. <laughs> I mean, he literally, I mean, he did I mean, not literally rape an underage girl. Well, but that's also what Roman Polanski <laughs> had like themes that were in your fucking face, you know, like straight up, like men here, women here. And I don't think, Whedon was empowering some of his characters. He did it in some questionable ways where yes, they had to have a smarter, typically white male you know, letting teaching them to be better than they are and shit like um, that. He he ended his run by um, taking a bullet and shooting it through Kitty Pride, a giant penis. I'm sorry, a bullet through space. To be fair, right through Kitty, a Pride. bullet penis. So, he stuck Kitty Pride in the penis and fired the penis through the earth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is, right. is that what happened? Yeah. Either either way, there's yes. a lot of. I I mean, I wasn't gonna waste my time reading that. Um. So it's in the text. That's all I'm gonna say. So when it was like, oh, guess what? He's he, you're, you know, all your faves are problematic, and that is a hundred percent the case. Fair enough. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping no one has any horrible stories about Keanu Reeves because I won't be able to handle that. No, um, I can't. But, um, and I'm I'm glad I got through without having to listen to non JD call because I haven't finished Watchmen yet, and if you guys are all over the place with that, so I'm like, no, I was. We didn't really talk about anything specific. Well, yeah, we're not going to spoil. I, I mean, we haven't spoiled anything. Uh, we just said that we really liked the way it ended. 
Or yeah, I, I said I really like, liked oh, the way that it I'm ended. Glad, I'm glad that guy survived. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I'm turning the volume down. And I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he it's dies. Right. In the, I mean, it's, like, I mean, he dies. Don't worry. Like, his head does. Like, you turn him inside out. But yeah. I've just, I've been in, like, the, the, the weird semi-authorized Watchmen sequel mind space in the last, like, two weeks, which is very strange to, um, to have it in two different mediums and, um, like, just basking in it um what do you mean between, like set me up between this and the uh, between between the tv show oh and, and doomsday, doomsday clock. clock let's talk about doomsday clock you know what do you think how do you feel doomsday clock you you read 12 um, you finished in in one word i will say relieved yes, yes. no that's where i'm at is it, that is exactly that, where i'm that, at because we were i don't when we talked about doing this tldr thing I'll, i mean like quite honestly i had read five issues of doomsday clock at that point and just fell off. And and five issues in, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know what is going on. All I know is Jeff Johns is doing something outside of the purview of regular DC continuity, and I don't fucking get it. With that said, I read the last seven issues, and you heard me on the show. I gushed. Yeah. That 12th issue, I gushed. He knocked it so fucking far out of the park with that. Now, whether or not it matters and it's going to change anything, we will see. I don't know. But I got to say, that last issue, it was pure schlock. It was pure DC schlock. And I think there is an argument to be made that that kind of schlock has no place in the Watchmen mythos that Alan Moore came up with because he was stabbing directly at the heart of superhero comics saying, here's well, the problem. I mean, yeah, with Watchmen comics. was a deconstruction. Yes. Uh, but, and maybe it's not okay for Jeff Johns to reconstruct that. Maybe that's not okay. And that's a whole different argument. I will say I loved it. I fucking loved it. I loved it too, but I, I think I loved it. You know, I loved it in the sense that had nothing to do with the Watchmen elements. Yeah. No. Like, I, and that's the just Watchmen it. elements were fine. That's just it. Like they were there. I feel like we could have gotten there without them. I well, uh, yes, we could have. They could have come up with any other, any other thing that, that I led to Doomsday I Clock. disagree. I think there was something very poignant that worked very, very well about having Dr. Manhattan as the character that is doing this. Sure, there yeah. There was something and that worked the, so well about that. Yes, and it's the the poignant thing of shitting all over Alan Moore's creator's <laughs> rights <laughs> yeah, yeah. and taking his characters yeah. and using them in the way in Making which he did Making a diaper of his creator rights yes. and pooping into uh, it. <laughs> yeah. But I think that you could have told the story of Doomsday Clock with any other character, even if that character was created from whole cloth. See, I don't think it would have worked for me that well. All that needed to happen at the end of Doomsday Clock was for the DC universe to be restored, and they did it. They did it. Fair enough. But that, I, for I, me, for me, that's all that I needed. I don't know. I think having Doc Manhattan there, and and yes, it like is, I don't need the super saccharine ending with Doc Manhattan restoring the Watchmen universe and having a baby Superman, uh, whatever, or a baby Doc Manhattan, a baby Doc is, Manhattan yeah. Superman, like big, big. Brian, what did you think? How did you feel? I. I, th those, you're, I, I sort of agree kind of with both of you. I, I think like if it was like the time trapper or something who did made all these changes, I don't think it would have hit so hard. I agree. I think the, I totally agree. I think, and I don't or know. They brought I back mean, like fucking Pandora or some bullshit. You Pandora. Know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I mean, remember, yeah, she got vaporized, which is so Ugh. great. Uh, it was very satisfying. I, it's it's weird. Like I, um, I think I'm always going to be on the fence about the 
the Alan Moore thing because I like I feel like he's just always like he's not even like screaming he's just like sulking in the corner and then I think about like Dave Gibbons who's like hey man like didn't wasn't I your partner on this can't I like to be perfectly fair love this to be, yeah. you know like can't to be can't, perfectly people, fair to Alan Moore, though, he has taken himself out of the conversation. He's not still bitching. He's not sticking sure he Yes. No, he's yes. not Papa John. He's no, not no, doing that at all. He, people come yeah, after no, him. He, Alan Moore has eaten 40 pizzas in 30 <laughs> days. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. People no, have come like, after him no, to get he, questions and comments, and he's like, no, but he, I don't but give he, a shit. He is a little bit. I don't care. And, I'm and out of it. Doing, I don't care. Fuck you. He's not He's not doing it directly, but there was that thing about that his daughter posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Right. And again, I'm a I'm a, I'm a support. Like, I understand his like gripe. Like they made a deal. Yeah, I, don't, I get it. And I think it was, I think it was a bad deal. And I think it was a bad deal on, I think it was a, an, it was a deal that just the outcome of massive success meant the deal didn't work in his favor, but yeah. don't you want massive success? Like you always want massive success. Right. And so he didn't in this case and I get it. And that's a bummer, but like, Dave Gibbons has massive success. Let, he's, his name's on an HBO show. That and God bless like, Dave Gibbons. Who, Think how many artists you know have like been left in the dirt. If if nothing else, if nothing else, Alan Moore said, Dave, you want it? It's yours. Take it. I'm out of this. It's yours. And blessed it, him with it, that. And Dave Gibbons, I don't blame him for taking a single cent. I really don't. Take what you can get, man, because it's fucking tough out there. Now, I it's, also it's totally understand what Alan no, Moore is saying, this, too. I totally get where he's coming from. Like this, this HBO money, that's Dave Gibbons' pension plan, right? Because there is totally, a, you know, like and that. And it's kind of like that's what everybody, everybody who works, they, they do it for the, you know, some of them do it for the cash and some of them do it for the love of the medium or, or whatever. But the, in the back of their mind, they're like, I hope this make, you know, like, I hope, I hope I can live, you know, yeah. <laughs> I hope I can have, I don't want to say like this, I hope this makes me rich, but it's like, there's always that idea of like, wouldn't it be great if this took off and I, and, and this is my, because they know they're freelance, they, right. they they're job to job and they've Absolutely. got no insurance. Absolutely. And like, so it's like, that's what you want. So I, I feel weird about it. And then I don't know his, with his daughter making that statement about like, it broke his heart and like all these things. And it's like, I don't know, man, like you're. Like he, he, he did that statement and it was, a, it was kind of crystallized things for a little bit for me. He did that like, um, election video. Yeah. I watched the, that where he's like, British, where he said, I have right? never voted. And like, I he's am like, voting a, today because of how I'm fucking an bad this is. Yeah. I never vote and I'm voting today and you have to too. And it's like, that's great. However, how old are you? And you've never done this before. Like yeah. you're not participating. You're not yes, participating. That's, and that's, that so, is part of what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to go back and be like, if Alan Moore was smarter, he would have made this kind of deal. Like who knows what he went through. And I'm not judging the man. Yeah. Nobody knew how Watchmen but was going to be received. You could also, there are plenty of other creators who fought really hard and got their money and got respected and got taken care of. And I feel like at some point there had to have been some type of olive branch that was extended to Alan Moore. I think DC has come to these guys on a number of occasions. Yeah. You know, and like, and if you don't want it and you want to be that anarchist punk rocker, good for you, man. I'm on your fucking side. I'm that dumbass anarchist punk rocker too. But I can also see like how maybe disappointing it is to have company guy, Jeff Johns, 
who is only known for his big schlocky DC shit, you know, to like come and take your baby and write it and be like, no, 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 this isn't going to be a dark story at all. This is a very sweet story I about mean, it was Superman. Still pretty dark. And like, and why <laughs> the world needs Superman and we love him and he did it. He saved us all. The end. Goodbye, Watchmen. <laughs> you know, like, I can see how that can be like, that can be tough. Sure. Did I like it? Absolutely. I loved it. I fucking love it. I don't, I love it, Superman I don't know and that, I love Watchmen. It, the, the thing, cause I think it was in the promo art or maybe I don't remember it might cause I crammed so much of it. It might be in the first issue, but that like Superman about to punch John is like the image. And, and, and I remember thinking like, Oh, I don't like that. Right. And cause you don't want to, I don't want the fight. Because that, I, but that, that, and that is the Alan Moore thing. And, In that moment, that moment is the Alan Moore thing. And if it were Alan Moore, yeah, it's Superman comes to kill Dr. Manhattan. And that, that and is what, but that also shows how well Jeff Johns understands this story, understands well yeah, Superman he, and understands Dr. Manhattan. And in that moment, when he sees Superman and his eyes turn red and he's gnashing his teeth and he's getting ready to throw a punch and he doesn't come at Doc Manhattan, he goes and defends him. And Dr. Manhattan's just like, Jesus Christ, I'm wrong. I've had this wrong. My inaction is the problem. And this is a person who no matter what he does, is going to do the right thing. So here's another thing, though. Um, the idea that a, a character who was created as a part of a series that deconstructs the superhero myth, yes. learning his lesson about how great the superhero exactly. myth is, is also kind of a fuck you to Alan yeah, no, Moore. It is. It's a, it is. This is Ouroboros. Well, this is the snake yeah, no, eating like, himself. I'm not, like, again, I'm not, I'm not arguing <laughs> against it. I'm not saying I didn't love it. I'm just saying, like, I understand why people are polarized and about I it. am polarized about it. I it is bothering I, me. I admit it, you I, know. I I think the only person that would work for is Superman because yes, it's yes, not I agree. It's, it's the it's it's the cuz at that point he wasn't and it's almost like that character isn't he's not like the post-crisis Superman. No. He is this out of time almost. And now, out you know, literally, he is the icon. The did he's the golden he, age Superman he's an icon. icon. Yeah, and he's, he's he's trying to you know he's trying to to mend fences between nations. Like right. he's like the the he's the hero of the earth. He's trying to 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 quell everything, and like he's trying to do the right thing all the time. Which is it's like it's the the core of him, and to have him be that character in that moment, and that's the thing that makes him go, oh yeah, like I'm like. I made a mistake. Yeah. Like, like imagine it, if they tried because, to do this with Batman. You, you couldn't. Yeah, like this story work. would not it work. Would. And well, it worked like with Batman some, being you know, like the paranoid weirdo and reading the journal and everything and still locking up, you know, uh, that, uh, that's one the of, new Rorschach I and everything. That. I really, I like, I like that aspect of it because Batman was that stripped down character that like was trying to be an Alan Moore type character and real and like, failing through this story the whole time and it was alfred that reached out like alfred was the guy that really reached out and helped this character and brought batman around you know only I, alfred's I dead so him. i don't know how he did that <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the real mystery like bane Maybe. broke his neck and he still made a great fucking stack of pancakes you know <laughs> yeah it's, uh, that's how good he is i, I guess know. it's 
I, I, I don't want to waste your time talking about that thing that no one will remember. So that's fine. <laughs> that's um, it, it, it's, it's in, I don't know. It's in like the earth dash King earth. So right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Earth dash King um, <laughs> or Batman dash yeah, earth dash King. <laughs> when the, when the, right. The bat King, when the, the bat cat, uh, earth dash bat cat, um, when the Legion <laughs> of superheroes and JSA showed up, that was the moment for me. Okay? Yeah. This is, this is, killed me. okay. It was like, it was exhaling and it's like, and you look around and it's not just a JSA. It's like that specific one. Right. Like, okay, yeah, absolutely. Yes. This is it. This is fine. It's not because in like jail and justice league, it's like the justice society. Sure. Yeah. Right. But they're, you know, but this was like, no, this was the, this was that one, the, 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 the society, the 30 member team and their star girl. And yes. there's like Mr. Terrific. Yeah. And like Cyclone like specifically. And- Jeff Johns. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and, and, and it was like the exhaling, like, oh, okay, all right. All right, Brian, we've had you on here for far too long. We love you. We love you so much, but you hijack this show. Well, you, you do it every and I do it. I let you do it. I do it because I love you. Okay? Don't listen to him, Brian. <laughs> we got to open it up. No, listen, I'm I'm, I'm, t- I'm timing on my end, and you've talked a lot more than me. But you know what? That's <laughs> true. That's true. You do not shut up That's during true. people's calls. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and thank you, Brian. Um, have a good New Year. So yeah. we'll talk to you guys later. You we'll too, talk brother. to you later. All right. Bye bye. The phone line is open. No, come on now. It is 455. <laughs> we're not we're doing this for a little bit. How long? I legit I have to pee. I understand that. You can pee right there. No. And then you can I will get later. up. I will move this camera. <laughs> 402-819-4894. We want to wrap about this some more. Uh but uh, like I, yeah, I I get absolutely what Brian was saying and I am conflicted. I'm totally conflicted about it. And while I read it, I found myself thinking like is it okay to enjoy this? Is it okay to feel this good about this shit? Well, sure. If you're going to read it, just do it. I suppose. Thank you. Oh. I seem to have lost you. I think that was uh, maybe Casey trying to leave a smart mouth voicemail. <laughs> we could hear him in the other room. Like, They're having a ganache emergency. Like... Hi, what's going on in the kitchen? That's really what I'm calling about. Oh, oh the ganache. <laughs> oh, the ganache. You're worried about the ganache? You don't recognize your own <laughs> wife's phone I number? What is going on? <laughs> it's terrifying. I'm, right? I'm, I'm concerned. It's absolutely terrifying. This is Tony, actually. This is Tony oh Cook. God. Oh, Tony Cook. No <laughs> <Yeah>. last names. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. This I is Tony Cook. <laughs> We're going to have to edit that. Tony, thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. How are you, sir? I'm well, I'm tired, but that's all right. Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Was so, there any, was there something you wanted to rap about today, by the way? And other sure. than ganache emergencies. Well, I mean, I suppose. Um, Skywalker. How do you no feel? Spoilers. We haven't How do you seen feel? it. No spoilers. How do you feel? Okay. I think Joe sort of hit on it. It it's not perfect, 
but none of the Star Wars movies are perfect. No, none of them are perfect. I took Casey but to I see, we went to the, the symphony in town where they like play the whole, you know, like all the music for the yep. movie. And she had admitted to me she had never seen the whole star, first Star Wars movie start to finish. She'd seen oh, parts wow. of it. And I slapped her and I stood over for a while and then like picked it, her it up. Your and I was like, it's not your fault. Let's yeah. go watch Star Wars. You know, and uh, she was like, we left the movie. And she was like, that's not a very good movie. And I, w- and I looked at her and I said, you know what? Star Wars 1? Yeah. Episode 4? Star Wars 1. And I said, you know what? You're right. And nobody loved the first Star Wars because it was perfect. It was flawed and it was weird, but it was genre bending and it was bizarre and it was so much fun. And that's what we loved. I mean, loved it broke about. a lot of ground. Yes. But it wasn't perfect. I, I think a lot of it depends on how old you are. Yes. yes. Because Star Wars defined my childhood. Same here. Absolutely. The, the toys. Yes. The movies. The finding magazines that were talking about what was happening between star Wars and empire. Absolutely. Uh, reading, reading like whatever, what was it? The Han Solo book series, which were terrible, but they were bad. They were Star Wars. Yes. It didn't matter. We didn't know what was going to happen next. We were making episodes one, two, and three in our heads. Yes. In our sandboxes, in our yards, in our bedrooms with all of our friends that got, the better toy than we got, so we played with them, even now, though we didn't really like them. Let me ask but you a question, Tony. Let me ask yeah. you a question. There are a lot of people that are upset with these latest movies because they're not the Star Wars movies they thought they were going to be, or they don't fit that model in their head. And I fully admit, I have a complete knee-jerk, triggered reaction to the Star Wars prequels, one, two, and three. I cannot fucking stand them. Okay, I think, and they, I just awful to me. Am I just as bad? Am I just as bad as the people that are downplaying these new movies? I have to ask myself. I honestly don't know. Like, I now I'm not saying like I hated the first three movies because there was too many black people and women in them. I'm not saying that at all. All right, then no, you're not as bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Because that's what they're saying. Because like the prequels were terrible. We agree on that, right? That's that's different. That's different than the argument these people are making today okay. about the new movies. I just want to make sure that I'm not in the, that same club the, 15 years ago. No, you know, or, no, right? the, the original trilogy had this myth this fable this it was it was the classic joseph campbell story yes yes without a doubt the prequels the prequels were not designed for the the kid age i was when the originals came out mm-hmm. I, I, if if i was what let's see i was five when star wars came out yeah same here if i would have started trying to understand what was happening with trade federations yes and blockades and senate conflicts i would have never bought an action figure absolutely at all <laughs> like this is the shit of c-span now and there's a reason why we most, don't buy yeah. action figures of our senators you know i mean like they're not that fucking interesting and and well my girlfriend honestly, does have and, an rb uh, ruth bader ginsburg doll 
that's different. She is a superhero, cool. and that's different. Cool. Okay. <laughs> like, so, but I mean, but the, the, the point being, like, trilogy, the Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy was good versus bad, and that balance versus good versus bad. Why does good become bad? Why does bad decide maybe it shouldn't be bad anymore and become good? We can wrap our heads around that. The original. Why people, does evil who, always win? Because good is dumb. <laughs> yes. The original, tr- and like, the, the prequels went, you know what we need? We need way more story. Way well, we more expl- story. We need, to, we, need to, we need to explain things. Explain everything. Explain yeah, it yeah, all. yeah, exactly. Like, I don't need to <laughs> yeah. know who, but I did not, I don't need to know that Anakin Skywalker built C3PO right. we don't, in his fucking exactly. tent. Exactly. Like, not that's like, dumb. Yes, we need to explain. That I don't, that I don't care about, but we and don't need Metacore. I feel like that's where Solo fell down as well. Like, Solo fell down in the fact that it's like, Wait, like, look, I want to see a movie about young Han Solo. Solo had some of those moments, but I still love cr- Solo. I, I like the second half of Solo, but the beginning, yeah. it was very, like, he had, he was a man with, like, literally, like, no direction whatsoever. Everything was handed to him. Found his gun. Found his vest. Somebody named his friend. He, somebody else named him. You know, like, he was, like... There was nothing. It was all handed to him. That's not a character. You know, that's yeah. that is an over explanation. And I feel like that's what they did in those prequels. But yep. they haven't done this here. And I think the, the only thing that they're guilty of in these new Star Wars movies is giving us something that we didn't expect. Like a new take on the story, basically. But no, I think Last Jedi did that, but not The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens is almost a shot-for-shot remake of the original yeah. Star Wars movie. Well, aside from the fact you have someone that's not a Skywalker that becomes a Jedi. Well, and that's what it was. The new trilogy feels like the soul of the original trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, again, Last Jedi, I'm, I'm still not... I've rewatched it. I didn't, I didn't dislike it as much the second time as I did now. Yeah, I like what they did with it. It works with the new movie. It's okay. But I gotta say it's, it's really grown feeling, on me. It's it, really grown on me. It was the yeah. I mean, I I broke down a couple times in the movie because it's just that emotional thing of like this has been with me for as long as I can remember. Right. This story, right, these characters, and it's over. And when you know, like Princess Leah puts on the Darth Vader helmet, I bet that just like that, that just blew your head off, right? When I mean, we, there were, there were shootings. Yeah, there were I'm, shootings. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm right? sure. But, but, but it was things like that where I don't, I don't go into Star Wars movies looking to criticize them. I kind of feel like they're, for me, they're kind of error proof. I mean, the, the prequels, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I need to go back and rewatch them now. No, no, you don't. But it just, it no, just feels like they were, they were, <laughs> the prequels they were trying, he was trying too hard. Yes. Yeah, that, to that prove that he was a genius. And he should have just handed it off because that's why Empire was so great. Here's yes. what I want to do. You go do it. Let me ask you this. You know, We've all been watching The Mandalorian, and I feel like it has uh, been pretty much universally enjoyed. No one is shit-talking yeah. The Mandalorian. No. Are you okay if we go from here to just more of an open Star Wars universe? Where we I, just, I think it's great. Tell it's, fucking it's Star just, Wars stories. Cause like, think about absolutely. how we felt about Rogue One. Rogue One had very little to do, had almost nothing to do with the Jedi and you know, the Sith and whatnot. It was but just, it had oh, everything to do with the plot of the first Star Wars. It, it did, but it, but it was exactly, still, it, it was into that feel. It, it was still, right. it did tie into the feel. I had at five. 
but it was still just the story of like the Bothans were killed. The Imperial many troops Bothans. versus so many Bothans. The rebels, basically. I mean, like, yeah. are you okay with that? Because honestly, I'm perfectly okay with it. If we can just watch shows the like The Mandalorian, it's amazing. where it's yeah. like, it's hey, the so camera turns to the left and this is going on over here in the Star Wars universe, I'm fine with that. I just yeah. had a conversation online with Carl Smith about how um, he had finished the most recent episode of The Mandalorian and he was like, nobody has actually said the word the force. Nobody. Nobody has mentioned the force. No. That's a little odd. But I, I, I find that a little odd that the like, handful of people that have like i and again i don't know I, but i would think like yoda was kind of a big deal he was a big deal what? he it was a big deal he ago? was a big deal on the jedi council yeah. 30 plus years ago yeah like he was a big deal in the right. past but, this but is again, after return of the jedi where really the only I, jedi I know, was luke i right. know a lot of the people that were in our government 30 40 years ago i know a lot of the people I don't. in other countries. That, but okay, you keep know, in like, mind that's also in the United there's a, there's States. Think about like now. Right? Think about the way we thought about history thirty years ago before the internet, and now that the internet is here, and how quick history moves. Now multiply that by a thousand, maybe five thousand planets with different aliens and creatures yeah, and shit. You know, but, I mean, like maybe that shit just gets lost. I mean, I, my right, my but, point was but the people that were. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, my point was that even in the original trilogy, Peter Talley, I, I, I love that guy. I haven't thought about him forever. Look at Peter Talley. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pete, <laughs> Pete watches all the time. Hi, Pete. Uh, even in the original trilogy, the Force was a hokey religion. Right. It, it, it gets Nobody said by more than one person. Han Solo doesn't believe in the Force. Right. Even the people that work directly at, under Darth Vader, Vader think that Darth Vader is a religious nutbag. Chewbacca. Got a fucking kiss on the mouth from Yoda, who miss him most of much, he will. You know, like, in the fucking prequels. <laughs> what? Remember? Miss you most of all, I will, Chewbacca. And then Chewbacca's two movies later, he's in the fucking Millennium Falcon going, the Force, give me a fucking break. You know? <laughs> I don't think that those were in the subtitles of the original <laughs> Star Wars movie. Uh, but I guess, yeah, what I was saying is that, like, People, even people, unless you were intimately involved in the Skywalker saga, the Force is this enigmatic thing right. that may or may not even be real. Even the Imperials, so they're like, "Look, Darth yeah, Vader." Like I see Darth Vader on a regular basis, like, and I think that charge. Darth Vader is a lunatic. Like we don't love that you're in charge, but we get you're a big bad guy, and the boss loves you. We get it, whatever. And we don't understand how it works, but like we're more in the business of fucking flying ships around and blowing shit up. That's what we do, right? You know, we create super weapons. Right. We instill terror. We are space Nazis. I have never once seen the emperor throw force lightning. Yeah. And I've and been working Darth for the Vader empire for 40 years. Chokes a guy in a meeting, in a right. meeting of the top guys from across the room. And he's like, your lack of faith, you know, like upsets me or <laughs> I whatever. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, shit. And they're not going to walk out of there and talk about that. Fuck no. They're terrified. Of so I totally buy the idea that 35 years later. <laughs> yeah. Most people on the outer fringes of the galaxy are like, what the fuck is they going on with shit. this baby Yoda? Yeah, I totally get it. He stopped a mud horn. He lifted a mud horn into thin air. What are you crazy? Right. I mean, like Ben, Obi-Wan and Yoda took off, vanished. Your Jedi were dead. And then the Empire proceeded to rewrite history. That shit never happened. Wasn't a thing. Forget about it. Just like Trump is trying to do right now. Same shit. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? 
Sorry, Tony. We just kind of like went off there. We're drunk. We apologize. I, mean, I don't know. I, if I you... feel like I just walked into a quick stop in New Jersey. I got about this much many shows left, and it's not that much. <laughs> Tony, thank you for calling in. It finally, you could join us every once in a while. You know. You know. I, I just know, realized that I have not actually heard Tony Cook's voice in probably a decade. Really. I can't remember the last time. When was the last time I saw you, Tony? I saw him a couple weeks ago. Well, I didn't. Well, I'm a good friend. You're a bad friend. I wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. Yeah, we didn't invite you. We're like, no bad friends allowed. Yeah. (laughs) Tony, we'll we'll have the good friend, bad friend talk later. It's good to talk to you, sir. Have a uh, have a cookie later for me. So we'll do, brother. Thanks, Tony. All right. Give, Give my best to your wives. Yes, yeah, we'll absolutely, do. absolutely. They do the Lord's work. Every They're day. in the other room yes, having they a, do. a ganache emergency. Whatever the God fuck bless that them. means. <laughs> All right, I will talk to you later. Goodbye, Tony. Let's get to these voicemails. Please, come God. on. All right, please finish this Let's up. Let's see here. Okay, Joseph Del Ponte. Is this a new guy? I don't know Joseph Del Ponte. Is he new? I guess we'll find out. I'm Matt and Joe. This is uh, another Joe. Not like another joke. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I didn't turn off the Don't voice you now. guys know That's that I got a pee? Uh, they just disappeared. I don't know. Who was it? What was it? I don't know. Unknown. Unknown. Thank you for calling THN. Are you here? Unknown. Can you hear us? No. You guys. Oh! I, yeah, you know who I am. I know exactly who it is. It's Jimmy Randall. <laughs> G'day, guys. How are we doing, gentlemen? We're <laughs> doing well. How are you, brother? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am sick as shit. Oh, God. <laughs> a terrible head cold. Oh, yeah. Gross. I heard you, you were um, under the weather, buddy. My country is on fire. Oh, yeah. Your whole country yeah. is burning oh, yeah. right now. I, I work with... So yeah, it's pretty awesome. I work with a web team that works in, uh, in Australia, and they were like, oh, yeah, just a few weeks ago, like, everything, we were in a heat wave, and then there were, like, these crazy winds, and now everything's on fire. It's like God is mad mm-hmm. at Australia right now. <laughs> or yeah, I don't know what we've done. <laughs> like, <but>. literal <laughs> fire or, like, a metaphorical political fire? No, it's on fire. Literal fire. It is burning. Mm. Yeah. Straight up. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Smoky it's as nuts, hell. But, you know, other than that, things are pretty good. Things are pretty damn good. And that's why Jimmy um, and the Australians are tougher Star than Wars. we are, because we don't yeah. be crying and screaming and be like, we're going to cancel the show. Everything's on fire. <laughs> and Jimmy Randall's is like, ah, I'll just, yeah, we're okay. Everything's on fire, but we're good. No, she's cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys are cut from a different cloth. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, we're all descended from criminals, mate. It's we are true. All descended it's from true. Criminals, so. Yeah, you got to be a bit tough. Yeah. I can't remember who the comedian was no. that says it, but he said, like, Keep in mind, the Australians were criminals, rapists, criminals, and rapists that were sent from the yeah. United Kingdom. All right. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> what do you want to rap about, sir? Live, by the way. Um. Uh, oh yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars all the way. But Star Wars, not the movie. I've seen it twice. You know, oh, I'm just gonna flex there. Damn. Well, it's the second time last night, and uh, you know, as a movie, five out of ten. As a Star Wars thing, twenty out of ten. Okay, it's, uh, it's pretty All right. good. Yeah, but no, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. Hell yeah, have buddy! You guys played it. Yes. I have finished it. Yes, I have not finished it. I'm nice. about halfway through. I think. Where are you at? What planet are you on? Uh, what powers I'm, do you have? I just recently unlocked. Well, I unlocked the Force Push, and then I unlocked the uh, what's the one right after that? I can't remember. The Force. Pull? Yeah, force pull. I just unlocked pull. That. Yeah, force pull. Which means you're yeah. like halfway through, from oh, what so I understand. You, yeah, more or less. 
So you're enjoying it at IU. I love it. Now, I will say, cool. people freaked out mm-hmm. about the fact that you are a redheaded Jedi. People got all fucking bad on shape. I'm like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. And like, and I told yeah. Casey about this. Like everybody was pissed because the Jedi, she's like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, I don't know. But I totally admit the first time I saw myself, I was like, oh fuck, I'm a ginger. I was like, what the hell? You don't think that there are gingers in Star Wars? No. I, honestly, to this point, there were no redheaded Jedis. Not one. Holy shit. There's there, no redheaded people at all in Star Wars. No, that's what I was going to say. You're right. Name a redhead. Go ahead. Dude. I'll, I'll wait. Take your time. Name one. <laughs> name a redheaded alien. Not even a human human character. Name uh, one no, redheaded alien. Most of the aliens on Twi'lek. Yeah, Twi'leks. Yeah. yeah. There's a red Sith Twi'lek, so she counts as a redhead. I Darth can't remember Maul? He's got red. No. <laughs> he has a red He's, face. No, He's no. got red on his face. <laughs> it's different. But no, the game anyway, is great. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a ton of fun. And it's been yeah, a while good. since we've had... I would argue it's been quite a while since we've had a really fun Star Wars video game. It has, yes. That's right. It really but, has. But if you're enjoying it, Matt, then you should actually give Dark Souls series another go. No. That, that's how I describe that game. It I is, can't. It is Dark Souls with a lightsaber, dude. It's too hard. Go on. Uh, do, on Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order, I was able to turn the difficulty all the way down the story mode, and I had the time of my yeah, life. Okay, I want to I want to clarify something. And it, my problem with Dark Souls is not that the game is too hard. Okay, that is not my problem. Mm-hmm. I understand that it's difficult. Not only is the game difficult, but it is set up in a way that the difficulty is such that if you do something wrong, you can't just start from the place where you fucked up and try it again. Nope, you have to go back. And grind through all this other difficult shit to get back to where you fucked up. Yeah. Because the creators of the game hate you and don't want you to have fun while you're playing video games. That's the point. They want to teach you that life is meaningless and it is a grind (laughs) and your games should be just as meaningless and terrible. It's a metaphor for Trump's America. And then when you're done, Uh, guess what? It's just over. That's it. (laughs) All right. You have nothing to show for it. than to say I enjoy Dark Souls and people like me would say no you didn't you hate life Ryan okay. Forrest thank you Ryan Forrest General Hux is a redhead General Hux is a redhead and they make fun of him for it yes no they don't make fun of him for it yeah, they do. nobody once makes a joke about his hair color in Star Wars yeah actually I think Poe no, they said don't. about him being a ginger or shut like up that. yeah I'm no. pretty sure they do but I was like it was just weird I don't know why I reacted that way I was like oh shit I'm a ginger Jedi Ooh. and like that's weird and then I read all the stuff about all the ginger hate online. I was like, oh, fuck, I did it, too. <laughs> You're just a Harris. You're just as guilty. Yeah. yeah. You're a Harris. It's true. Nice. It's true. Yeah, I, I, loved, I loved okay. Jedi Fallen Order. I loved it. Um, I, I thought it was a little bit slow going at first, but once I started to unlock abilities and then I, I got like the traversal of the worlds made sense where it's like, you have to go back now to Bogano. And I'm like, yeah, I went back to Bogano and now I can see all the things that I couldn't do before. And that was the thing. Like when I first started playing, yeah. I was like, this is bullshit. There's those places. Like I can see that fucking place. I know. And I can see that thing. And I can say like, death, 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 death. And then I was like, well, maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. Right. And the game slowly taught me, Matt, you're thinking about it wrong. Yes. Yes. <laughs> The first time it was, I just got done playing because like I had played Spider-Man. That's how video games work. Spider-Man was like, hey, Matt, go here. Oh, that was cool, right? Now go here. 
cool, right? You're having fun. Now go here. You won, bro. <laughs> like you did it. You know? The the first time the first time you go to Bagano in Star Wars Fallen Order, um, I went to the place where there's like the two uh you follow the two pipes. Right. And yeah. one, one pipe leads you to Ogdo Bogdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he will eat your lunch uh, the first time you visit him. Oh, I fought him until I killed him. No, you died. Don't what? fucking lie I'm to me. I'm not saying I didn't die. I died yeah. probably 30 or 40 times. <laughs> sure. But then when I was done, I was like, fucking killed that thing. <laughs> so fuck you, Ogdo Bogdo. <laughs> but the second time, the second uh, the second pipe will take you to um, the, I think it's the, uh, it's like the abandoned workshop or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we, uh, we walk through the fan. There's the shit. fans that are spinning. Yeah. Right, right. The fans are spinning and you have to use slow and you have to like shut off the electricity so yeah. that you could uh, walk through the water. And there's the orb thing that you can't do shit with. You can't do shit way with the later orb, in the yeah. game. Uh, but like there's a chest. Yes. On a shelf high up. Yep. And I'm like, there's some vines right there. I know. I climb up those vines. I spent two hours. I, yeah. I'll climb up those Just vines. Jumping. I'll jump over Just to that platform. <laughs> and I spent so much time failing jumping to that platform until I was I just gave up. And then I played through the game a bit and was like, okay, now you've got all these powers. Go back to Bagano. And I was like, where do I get that chest? The only thing I wanted to do on Bagano was get that chest. Here's the thing. My wife, who was smarter than me, said, and like didn't occur to me because I'm a fucking idiot. But she was like, maybe you're not supposed to do that yet. And I was like, right. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back to Bagano with. Maybe my, I'm not. <laughs> I, I went back to Bagano with the full complement of my powers, including like the double jump and everything. And it's like, oh shit, you don't even get to it from that room. Yeah. You have to like find a vine yep. that's hanging off of a cliff on the outside and slow the fan as you jump. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and getting that one chest made the entire game worth it for me. And I was like, this is the best game ever. This is awesome. my game of the year, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> me too. That's the thing. It is absolutely my game of the year. And that whole, you know, backtracking and, and getting abilities and then going back to the start and opening up a special thing like that's classic gameplay. That goes back to the Legend of Zelda. That's exactly what's going to Yeah, say. right. You know exactly. what that is? Right. Zelda. That's mechanics. Yeah. That is totally Zelda. And that's like, what makes oh, it shit. so enjoyable. I need to go right. all the way back, yeah. and now that I can bust that wall open because I have the right sword or right. whatever. Yeah. Totally. That is Zelda. It was a similar yeah. thing. Like, the second yeah. I, I learned Push, I was like, I'm going back to that planet, yep. and I'm getting my tiny animal mascot friend uh, from the cave underneath the ship. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that game. I love it so much. Um, I, I think it's primed for a great sequel. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. And uh, I, I think it totally seamlessly fits in with the lore that we have for Star Wars. No, definitely. Yeah. It doesn't matter that like we've never heard oh, of this guy before. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter that we've never heard of Cal Kestis before or it, Seer or any of those characters. But it also takes place in that very nebulous time in Star Wars history where you can do whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. You're right. Like, we can, this stuff could be happening yeah. anywhere. And that's what that's what I really enjoy about it. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about with, like, the Mandalorian and stuff that I want to see more of. We can do that. Let's not worry so much about this hardcore Skywalker mythology. Just tell me some more good Star Wars stories. I don't care. Right. And that's how, that's why I'm okay with this Skywalker saga ending. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It doesn't mean Star Wars is ending. No. Uh, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to get like another solo movie someday or right. another uh, whatever or an Obi-Wan show. But it's time to move on. Yes. And I'm fine with the story moving on. But the galaxy of Star Wars is so um, fertile. 
Gross. <laughs> Sorry, it's disgusting. Uh, like there, there, there's just so much potential there. Yeah, absolutely. That there's no reason to say Star Wars is over now. Yeah, it's dumb to say. Settle that. down and grow up, Jimmy. Thank you for your call, buddy. And it's good to talk yeah. to you always. Oh, yes. Like, oh, dude, this has been fantastic. But I'll be real Love honest. You I picture Have a fantastic you, Christmas. I always picture yeah. you having like explosive diarrhea while you're talking to us, and that is your fault because you always put those fart noises in your calls. So. <laughs> Oh, look, at the moment, to be brutally honest, I do have explosive <laughs> diarrhea. It's, it's the whole package. It's God bless you, amazing. sir. <laughs> you magnificent uh, bastard. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you later, all Merry right, Christmas. buddy? Get better, buddy. Merry yeah, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. Happy Hanukkah. Love you, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Cool. Uh, Truly the thunder from down under. <laughs> All right. I'm turning on the do not disturb. We're done with this shit. It's time to take these voicemails. We're going to call it a day. What do we got here? I'm Matt and Joe. This is uh, another Joe. Not like another Joe from another dimension, but <laughs> another Joe in this dimension. There could be only one. Um, just wanted to call us a couple questions. Uh, one, Joe... How are you enjoying your newfound celebrity, uh, your long-term friendship with Ryan Reynolds? And two, uh, have you seen this uh, documentary on Amazon Prime called uh, Chris Claremont's X-Men? No. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you should check it out if you haven't. Uh, happy holidays, guys. Bye. We may be watching that right after we're done with this. I guess so. I didn't know uh, that was a yeah, thing. In fact, uh, I'm in a Facebook group for bad movies called The Flop House. Um, uh, and it is a wonderful podcast about bad movies. Uh, and even if you don't listen to the podcast, it's a great group to be in uh, with like minded people. It's a very welcoming place. Um, and somebody in the group worked on that documentary. Oh, no shit. And they were like, hey, I did this thing on Amazon Prime, Chris Claremont's X-Men. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, I forgot about it. We should watch it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I might cry my eyes out while I watch that, actually. Well, we'll see. And your newfound friendship with Ryan Reynolds, uh, that's only because you were trying to one-up me because I'm best friends with Matthew Rosenberg now. I, don't. Uh, I think that Ryan Reynolds is a lot more famous than Matthew Rosenberg. And that's fine. I, I'm just saying, like... I dumped you for Matthew Rosenberg because, like, it turns out he understands that I'm the cool one on the show. And then you're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm making out with Ryan Reynolds now. Ugh. Sorry. Whatever. That's the way it goes. And then some British dude was like, ah, you fucking twats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so um, I'm be like, hey, bro. Ryan Reynolds retweeted us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so last weekend, Pound sand, shit. Uh, last weekend, I got a little bit tipsy and I leave live tweeted my viewing of the Ryan Reynolds Netflix original Six Underground. It's garbage. Directed right? by Michael Bay. It's garbage. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot. It's got some fun moments, just yeah, like yeah, every yeah. Michael Bay movie. Never. It's fun as hell. And Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds, so you know what you're getting into. Uh, but I I made a bunch of tweets and one of them. Um, uh, there's a scene in the movie where, uh, there's a very long car chase at the beginning of the movie. Dave Franco is driving the car. Dave Franco? Dave Franco. I love Dave Not Franco. James Franco. I, Dave Franco. Look, I love James Franco. Sure. There's like a special place in my heart yeah. for Dave Franco. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Dave Franco dies horribly. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> Dave, no. But, uh, he's like, oh man, I'm too stressed out. We got to put on some music. And he turns on the tape deck or the stereo or whatever and it is uh, if you want to be my lover by the Spice yeah, Girls. So tell me what you want. What yes. You really want. Uh, and Ryan Reynolds yanks the entire tape deck 
out of the car and throws it into the street. And I tweeted, what does Ryan Reynolds have against the Spice Girls? And Ryan Reynolds responded. They immediately. <laughs> pretty like, quickly. Pretty quickly. Uh, he's like, yeah, no, uh, th- that song was added in post-production. I would never interrupt the Spice yeah. Girls, especially during a car chase, which is, which is exactly when I would need it. <laughs> uh, and no joke, I have been dealing with responses to that tweet for seven entire days i feel like it's been an eternity i do love that ryan reynolds has nothing better to do uh yeah than just watch twitter and wait for someone to measure me like uh fuck yeah uh (laughs) he did not respond to any of the other things i said about his shitty movie so i'm grateful for that yeah oh he Uh, understands he's a smart guy yeah but yeah 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 uh people uh spice girls slash ryan reynolds fans have come out of the woodwork to call me names uh a lot of like weird racist trolls i think it's good me a dumbass i think it's good because it's gonna uh, it's gonna toughen you up a little bit you know look i feel pretty tough already about it uh well you retweeted the, you didn't retweet him you put up a picture and i was like don't fucking put yeah i mean like here. i'm not mad about it i'm not offended yeah i like i'm not my feelings aren't i'm, I'm like saying, at matt bombstein bring that shit to me man li- like this is the, this is the <laughs> I kind live of people for that shit Come at me. This is the kind of people that are giving me shit for tweeting about the fucking Spice Girls and Ryan Reynolds on Twitter. It's this uh, anti-Labor Party Tory British troll <laughs> who's just like, ah, oh, fuck you, mate. And I'm like, okay, great. Uh, but yeah, it, it has been an experience. But yes, I am now internet famous for my uh, collabo with Ryan Reynolds Whatever. on Twitter. Whatever. All right. Uh, thank go. you, Joe. Thank you. I appreciate your call. And welcome aboard, sir. Welcome aboard, yeah. Joe. Call us live every once in a while. What do you say, Joe? Come on, man. Do it up. Joe and Matt, happy Cookie Fest and Drunk Show. This is Joe's friend, Ben. Oh, it's hey, Saturday it's afternoon. Ben. I've just uh, finished seeing uh, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, in Noshkosh, Wisconsin, where I reside. And I'll try to give just a few spoiler-free thoughts. Thank you. I... I'm leaving this film, and I feel a lot like after I saw Last Jedi. And what I mean by that is I enjoyed some of the character arcs and what they did with the characters. But I really am confused and struggle with just the plot and just how they executed some things and just why they felt they needed to write a direction of the film a certain way and... This is and kicking why we had the sound out puzzles. At, at some point, oh. I felt like we're just searching for horcruxes in a, in a Harry Potter film. I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but some things I felt were really good. Some things I'm like, quick ah. pause, quick pause. So let's get this done. Let's get this finished. We got a couple voicemails we need to touch on. Well, I don't want to sign into Cloud App. Shut up. Just close that. You'll be fine. Let's back this up. Let's see where we were. Is anybody still watching? Joe and Matt, happy Cookie Fest. Better just start Ben over from Joe's friend Ben. It's Saturday afternoon. I've just uh, finished seeing uh, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, in Noshkosh, Wisconsin, where I reside. And I'll try to give just a few spoiler-free thoughts. I'm leaving this film, and I feel a lot like after I saw Last Jedi. And what I mean by that is I enjoyed some of the character arcs and what they did with the characters. But... I really oh, are we doing confused this? and struggle with just the plot and just how they executed some things and just why they felt they needed to 
write a direction of the film a certain way and don't do that we had all these puzzles at at some point i felt like we're just searching for don't open a second bottle harry potter film i don't know i don't want to say too much but some things i felt were really good some things i'm like ah so look forward to a further discussion in a week or so joe will be back in omaha hope we can hash this out over some mexican food feliz navidad feliz navidad yeah hey Uh, ben do a better job of telling me when your family's coming to Omaha, please. Yeah, no shit, Ben. Hey, guess, this is not the booze talking. Guess it's who the booze talking. You. I would never confront guess you like this. Guess who else knows you? My name's Matt Bum. I know who the fuck you are. When was the last time you saw Ben Morris in person? Probably more than 15 years. But I like the dude, and I'm more than willing to hang out. I'm just saying. He's All got right? a lot of family obligations. And that's He's got a, His wife's I'm got just a saying, big family. I, if we could get together and I can make him like me more than you, that's like, not going to happen. That would be a personal victory. Ben and for I me. have been through some and shit like, together. We're constantly like you. You know the reason that power thing. You know the reason you know? that you and I are such good friends is because we've been through some shit. Sure, it's the same with me and Ben, but with the grocery industry and not the comic book industry. Well, I mean, I feel like the grocery industry doesn't count. You it know. counts. <laughs> Unless you've been called a lollygagger. So, Ben, like uh, a lot of people I'm are gonna, saying. I'm not going to lie. I was not paying attention. <laughs> I was. Uh, was saying, and it's it's a fair criticism of this new movie as well, that they are trying to do too much to tie everything up and give a lot of fan service. He called it chasing horcruxes is what he called yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, finding horcruxes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that may or may not be true. We haven't seen it yet. Sure. Like, I mean, I said this I said this earlier in the show. I don't know how they could do this next film without doing it, though, uh, like, quite honestly. I mean, I feel like they dug themselves into... You're going to put out a movie that's like the end of the Skywalker right, saga. Right. It's going to be 95% fan service right. and... A percentage of those fans are not going to like it. Yeah, that's just how it goes. But you know what else was fan service? Avengers Endgame. And I wept (laughs) through the last half of that movie. Now, to be fair, Avengers Endgame, if you check it, critics gave it like a 96%. But I don't know if that's necessarily fair. I don't. What do you mean? I love Avengers Endgame, but I don't know that critically, objectively, that that movie is a, a good movie separated from all of its context. Uh, I mean, okay, that's a whole different descript. That's no, a whole it, different. Not argument. really, not really. But I don't because think, you that's got, not critics' like, problem with then, this movie. The last forty minutes, it's all all of your favorite characters coming back and having sure. their own moment to shine. But I don't think that's what critics. Captain are, America lifts the hammer. I don't. Giant think, Man shows up. I get it. Here's the Wasp. Remember I, Howard the Duck? He's I here too. I don't think that's what critics are bitching about with this new Star Wars. I'm movie. just, I'm saying, I'm comparing, I'm saying fan service is fan service. Yes. And if the last, uh, if, if Rise of the Skywalker, I have not, I have not seen it, but if Rise, of, if Rise of the Skywalker is all about like tying the whole Skywalker saga up sure. into a neat little bow. Well, it has to be. I get it. Yeah. And well, I'm probably going to be fine with it. All right. We got another call. Blow it out your butthole. Ben. Can't wait to see you and your family. I love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do me a favor. Don't invite me. You're not invited. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Joe and Matt. Happy. That's Ben. Sorry. Apologize. We got another one. Back uh, it up. It's uh, there we Scott go. from Niagara Falls. Here we go. First time caller here. Calling themselves out. Hi. First Hi. time caller. Long time listeners, we just want to know how excited everyone is for cats. That's Casey. Because did you guys know That's Casey that Michelle. They want to talk about cats. Rom-com Tugger has a 
penis 12 feet long. That's my How wife. How exciting is that? 12 foot penises and cats. That's and your wife. Yeah. Let's so, talk about it more, boys. Call us back. Joe's wife and my wife called to talk about cats. And I don't. Here's the thing. Oh, 960 uh, Yeah, that's I don't know the first fucking over. thing about cats, the musical. And I do know my wife is a huge fan of musicals and has gone to several of them and saw cats. And said afterwards, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know what it's about. But when we watched the last season of the unsinkable, uh, what, uh, what am I trying to say? The Tina Fey show. Uh, the Unbreakable, the Kimmy, unbreakable Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Where Titus Andronicus joins the cast of Cats. Yeah. And it turns out. Titus Andromedon. That there is no story at right. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anybody yeah. who wants to could just walk up on stage and be part of the cat story. Right. <laughs> like that. And she was like, yes, this totally makes sense to me because there is no story whatsoever. And my favorite review of the Cats movie that's out there is this guy that said, this movie is way too horny for its own. Good. Yeah, it's <laughs> distressingly <laughs> horny. Uh, I read a review. Like these cats just want to fuck. I read, a, I read a review by a guy who was raised in a home that bred cats. And it was just like the fucking Oh my God, the fucking, and it was just like, I've seen things. You guys, I have seen things and it does not compare to this cat's movie. Uh, the Google transcript is hi. First time caller, long time listener. That's the, uh, yeah, no, uh, we just want to know how excited everyone is uh, to catch cats. Did you guys know that I'm Tucker has a penis 12 feet long? <laughs> Tucker Carlson's penis is not 12 no, feet long. No, he wishes. No. In fact, Tucker Carlson, from what I've heard, completely dickless. He anyway, a, we've got, got one more call micro here. micro penis. No, we've got two. <laughs> we've got uh, one at 430 and one at 523. Scott from Niagara Falls. Hey, perverts. It's Justin O'Connor. Matt, stop talking over me. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Thank Justin you, Justin. O'Connor. We love you. I love that dude. I do too. <laughs> I hope his son's doing great. I watched that kid grow up a little bit when I worked at Legends. Yeah. It was a joy. What's the other one? I don't see the other one. There's 450, uh, 433 PM. 433. 330 area code. Yes, it's flag. I, I don't see it. <laughs> Mark Phillips says distressingly horny sign me up <laughs> that's what it's gonna say on Mark Phillips's tombstone though god bless him he was distressingly horny <laughs> uh, Jimmy Jimmy Randall says uh, best cats review I read was before this movie I wasn't a cat person and after seeing this movie I'm not a movie person either <laughs> pretty good pretty good Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, let's see. All right. Scott from it? Niagara Falls. You got it? I don't think anybody's from Niagara Falls, right? Anybody who says they're from Niagara Falls, um, why? I don't think Niagara Falls is a real place. It actually is a real place, Joe. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was made up for hey, Hollywood. Uh, hey, this is Scott from Niagara Falls, Ohio. Oh. Um, hey, I really don't have an answer for the question uh, this week, uh, but I did uh, want to call and uh, wish you guys... Uh, happy Hanna- Hanukkah and uh, a Merry Christmas. Uh, hey, uh, 2018 is on its or I'm sorry, 2018, 2020 uh, is uh, on its way. So uh, woo, let's uh, let's go get that guy. All right, uh, I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> See you, bye. 
Yeah, let's get that guy. Yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah. Uh, that was Scott Clark, yeah. not Scott from Niagara from Cuyahoga Falls. Falls. Yeah, sorry, Scott. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Scott. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah to you. And, and happy Niagara New Year. Falls is absolutely a real place. It is a no, national park. No, no. Yeah, they're Niagara, real falls. It's a thing. No, yes. Niagara Falls is just a place that no, Joe. Uh, is, was no. concocted by Hollywood. <laughs> no, uh, I have terrible news for you. <laughs> It's, it's real. Like, it's like Pleasantville. And Lois Lane or Riverdale. really did jump and Superman caught her. There. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that shit happened? happened. That shit happened. It's like Superman real. Yeah. Although, like, if you go back and watch it, that the effects are terrible. <laughs> I won't watch it. Okay. Thank you to everybody that called in. Uh, sorry for the video issues. I appreciate everybody yeah. that came back to watch us. Despite- Blame Joe for that shit. Thank you to everybody that called in and played this along. This is not though. my computer. Thank you to everybody that wished, just like called in to wish uh, happy Hanukkah, Christmas, mm. Kwanzaa. I almost said Halloween, but Halloween. Let's happy Halloween. Too. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. uh, People what? are saying Wait. thanks for Thanksgiving again. Uh, Frosty the Snowman wishes everybody a happy birthday yeah. when he comes back to life. That's true. Santa's happy birthday. birthday. Don't forget baby Santa. Yeah, remember uh, the reason for the season, baby, baby Santa. Santa's birthday. Yes, uh, tell all your children that Santa Claus died for that's your right. sins. On this, th- no, he didn't die for our sins. No, he died so we could. Well, have- that's Easter. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he died so we could have presents. Or no, he's still alive. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's still alive. Wow. He was just born so we can have presents. Okay. Yeah. Jesus wow. Christ. Story of Look, Christmas, Joe. You think you'd know this? Mythology is complicated. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but seriously, we had a fantastic time this year. Uh, Nate guys. Aguilar says, have a swinging solstice, everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, have a swinging solstice, everybody. Hey, keep it PG, <laughs> Matt. Solstice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, we had, this is the last show of the, of the year, right? No. The last cover to it's cover December of the year? It's December 21st. Yeah, but it's the last cover to cover of the year. Are we not doing it next week? December oh, yeah, 28th? Yeah, we're probably doing it next week. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, we're taking next week off. We're the, taking next week off from off. the regular show because Wednesday is Christmas yes. Day. And we'll be back with the Golden Beppos. The week after. Yes. And the Golden Beppos is our best of the year show. So start collecting your best of the year. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. If you go to the forums, Brian Domingos posted a very comprehensive list of all of the Golden Beppo categories. We only really do a few on the show. Yes. Um, but there are many and feel free to call us whatever you want. Yeah. Any best of the year. Yeah. We have listeners choice awards. Yeah, absolutely. And the question of the week, we want to discuss best of the year, but the question of the week, best of the decade. And I don't care if it's movies, TV, comics, video games. What do you think was the best nerdy thing that happened of the 20, 2010s, 10s? And up twenty tens. Twenty teens? Did we say? Twenty tens. It's the twenty tens. I'm gonna coin it the twenty teens. It's the twenty tens. Hashtag twenty teens. It's the twenty I own that. Anybody says it, you owe me five bucks. That's not how copyrights <laughs> work. Yeah. That's how it, that's exactly how it works. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh we need to finish this up. We need to maybe think about ordering some solid food in the nah. next hour or so. We need to sit down and watch this Chris Claremont. We're gonna watch X-Men the Chris Claremont thing. documentary. Oh man. We need to get that out of the way because as soon as our wives are done decorating cookies, we're Ugh. gonna have to watch Love Actually. Yeah, I know. We do it every year. Which is but, fine because uh, I love it. So next week. Deal with that shit. We're gonna talk about our best of the year, your best of the year, then we're gonna do give our golden Beppos, but we want to hear the best of the decade as our well. golden bebbles will be on the main show the f- the week after christmas yes so the first week in who knows january i can't even it's it's the like, first week in january there's no way to know december it's january 1 2020 
When's that? That's the exact. <laughs> Why did you open that second bottle of Manischewitz? I'm not drinking any more of that shit. No, you're going to share this one with me, you fucking coward. Ah, <laughs> is it the grape one? The grape one's worse. It is. It is definitely worse. I do not disagree. It's definitely worse. And uh, if you assholes want, we can turn the phone lines back on. I mean, I did pee. Yeah, he peed. Eight people are still watching. <laughs> are eight people still watching? No. No, we're going to get out of here. Yeah, we got to watch this documentary. We're going to get out of here and watch this documentary because somebody brought it up and I'm freaked out now and I got to watch that. Yeah. But it, seriously, we've had so much fun with you guys and I hope you guys dig this. And uh, thank you for coming to our holiday special. I realized I didn't have all the celebrity guests that we promised, but Ryan Reynolds was busy and Matthew Rosenberg told me to fuck off. So, you know, <laughs> what can you do? But uh, give us a holler next Saturday. We'll be right here. Yep. Same time, same place. Yep. Actually, not same time. A regular time. Regular time, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Yes. to 12 p.m. Central yes. Standard Time. And we will be painfully sober. Yeah, painfully sober, talking about your best of the year and your best of the decade. So put it together, kids. Don't expect me to have a best of the decade because I am very indecisive. Come up with it. Come up with it. Someone's giving us a bunch of hearts right now. Look at this. Look at those hearts. It's going nuts. I'm I'm going crazy. It's Jimmy Randall. I know it is. I'm going to give us angry faces. Oh, I'm pissed. Bubble bomb. It's bubble bomb. Get him in here. Bubble bomb. Come here, you fucking moron. Okay. We threw a couple of open bottles of Man of Shepherds on the ground. That yeah, was probably he was like, fuck yeah, let's drink booze. In hindsight, not great. Uh, Bobo's a sweet guy. He gets angry when he's drunk. I'll be honest. He's a mean drunk. Yeah, he is. He got in some beer and he attacked his sister. Yeah. I blame Which, you. Yeah, I, you probably inherited that from me. Yeah, yeah. Know? No, yeah. I mean, I blame you, you know, for giving your dog beer. He got his good looks from beer. his mother and he got his uh, fucking pension for violence from me. So we got to get out of here. Thank you to everybody that came and played along. This was a great oh, holiday All these hearts are from Nate Aguilar, that fucking guy. That, pff, Nathan. God, I love that dude. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Festival of Lights. Eight Crazy Nights. Uh, bitchin' uh, bitchin' Quaza. Right? Have, a, you say? have a bitchin' Quaza. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, have a bitchin' Quanza. Yeah. And stick your dick in the solstice. Right? Uh, <laughs> stick your dick. <laughs> Kiss your solstice right on That's the lips. That's right. Or yeah, the baby. butt cheeks or whatever. Uh, but thank you. This is a great time. And this I'm is a, butt a cheeks. This is a two-headed nerd. Signing off. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Just shut it down. It's over. Bobo, stop it. Bobo's drinking Manischewitz. It's not good.